We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This uh, Wednesday afternoon, the uh, the Giants won another game in the ninth inning. Um, Love when you talk about my team, the best team in baseball. Love when you talk about that. <laughs> it was literally on in the background. It is what it is. Um, we are less than three weeks away from Warriors camp opening. So it is a little bit of a dry season right now, but it's kind of like I'm starting to get ready for it. We got some cool stuff coming up this season. Not ready to release it just yet, but um, last week the over-unders from Vegas came out. You see that? Here we go. Here we go. Shouts to win bet. (laughs) Shouts to win bet. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm going to sound like a homer today, or maybe not, but I'm excited where the Warriors are at. Yeah, so one thing I always like to tell people, I swear to God, the over-unders are always low for the best teams and high for the worst teams. And that's just a set of betting line because we all know like at the end of the season – the trash teams are going to do everything in their power to like lose their last 20 games in a row, you know, and that usually inflates win totals. So right now the warriors per most books in Vegas Uh are at 48 and a half wins, which would put them pulling this up. I want to make sure we are. I don't want to misspeak. Mm. No one likes when someone misspeaks Mm. that puts them as fourth in the West. Okay. So, what we have in the West, Lakers first with 52 and a half as their over under. Okay. Phoenix and Utah at 51 and a half. And then the Warriors and Mavericks at 48 and a half. So there, Vegas seems to think the Lakers, the Suns, and the Jazz will have more regular season wins than the Warriors. What do you think about that? I think that's pretty fair. I think that's pretty fair. I think you, you, you maybe put the Lakers in their own little special case. I mean, even if guys like, you know, LeBron missed a few games here or there. I think they still got enough talent to win games with Russ, AD. Like, two of those guys, they're winning a lot of games. Phoenix and Utah, Sam, like, to me, those are regular season teams. Not, not in the, like, it's not a, like, it's not a bad thing. It's that they're built to win games in the regular season. Utah may win 50 games for the next, I don't know how long. Like, they just got a team that wins regular season games, right? Same they with Phoenix. A, they get up a ton of threes. They make a ton of threes. They protect mm-hmm. the rim. Yep. That alone is just a formula to get you to at least the playoffs every year, if not yeah. more. Yeah. Phoenix seems like that, sort of. Like, they seem like they've got those role players. They've got 
some veteran players. Devin Booker's a budding superstar, right? Like those three teams, I think, Sam, it's fair that those guys they're are, also, are better. They're also relatively young. So like, I mean, injuries can hit anyone, but like you're not really expect you're expecting right. DeAndre Ayton to get better, not worse. You're expecting yep. Devin Booker to get better, not worse. Like they got a lot of guys. Uh, Mikel Bridges will get better. You know, yep. Chris Paul will have to be managed throughout the regular season. But I think the dirty secret with the Suns is like, well, Chris Paul makes them better. They don't necessarily need him to win random games in the regular season. <laughs> you know, yeah. like. Yeah. So I, I I don't I don't disagree with that. I think a lot of things would have to break right for the Warriors for them to end the regular season with more wins in those teams. Even if I think uh, at least with a couple of those matchups, the Warriors could have a favorable matchup in the playoffs. But we're just talking about the regular season today. As yeah. we learned last year, don't mean jack shit if you're in the play-in. You know, yeah. you, the Warriors' goal should be to be out of the play-in and get as high a seat as they can. Yeah, Warriors should not be worried about matchups in the second round anymore. Like, that was what they worried about, you know, three years ago, four years ago. But right now, you got to get to the second round. Actually, no, Sam, you got to get to the first round. (laughs) And so, okay, so uh, 40 and a half. My first initial instinct is that it's a little high. Um, It's a little high, but I I don't know if that's how they feel about it. It certainly feels like that's what's going to make people bet on it. Um, The number one thing I think about why it's at 80, 48 and a half, which, I mean, to me is almost 50 wins. It's a lot. uh, Is Clay's return. They're essentially hedging that Clay's return is going to, uh, I mean, it's going to help him win a lot of games come December, right? Like that, that's really what it feels like to me that that's what they're going for. They think it's going to be, they think it's going to happen for the better Clay's return. Yeah. I mean, as I'm looking at it, so it's like, so let's make the case. Cause honestly, I don't know if I would bet it. Like I'm so on the fence. I could see them winning. I could see them winning over 50 games. I could also see, um, situation like last year where Steph has to go supernova to carry them to like 44 wins, you know, like I could see either thing happening there. There's just a lot of balls in the air. So I guess let's start with like the positive case. Like if you think the warriors are going to win over 48 and a half games, so you think they win 49, 50, you know, God forbid, 54, 55, stuff like that. You are banking on clay's return. Like you said, how many games and how many like minutes per game are you thinking? they need to get out of clay to kind of like really hit that over. Yeah. I think they need to, well, he needs to play. So I'm going to be realistic. He needs to play his first game in December, late December. It sounds like Christmas is the date. Um, even if when he plays that game, oh, I think he's, he's coming back before then. I think he's, but I, think, I think it's going to be heavy. Minutes how much earlier? Wait, how, what did you say? I think it's going to be heavy minutes limit, but I think he's okay. coming back between. I'm just this is a broad range. I'm guessing he makes his debut between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Okay, okay. So you're you're thinking even early December. Let's let's I'm, say I'm let's say he misses the first twenty games. Okay, okay. He comes back heavy minutes limit. I'm thinking 20 to 25 minutes. Twenty five minutes is tops. He's okay. out after twenty five minutes. He also doesn't play back to backs. Um, he also doesn't play so any another, games. At least ten games. You're cutting off of. So instead of 60, yeah, it's no like way. 50, it's like 50 games. Max. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, I'm talking best case scenario, yeah. Sam, right? Like I'm not I, like, this is not a worst case scenario. This is just what has to be done. Uh, and I think that if you're playing, maybe, I don't know. I didn't look at like the full schedule. I just know that the beginning of the schedule was soft, but if there are any three games in five nights type of thing, like he's not going to play the, one of them, right? Like he's just not like, that's too many yeah. uh, or three or four, God forbid. I don't even know if they do those anymore, but he's just not going to play those type of games. Um, but the best case scenario though, 
is that you go down near the end of the season. That's when they start to pull, like, that's when they start to pull off the restrictions and say like, all right, you can play 30 to 35 minutes. And then you can also play back to backs. Like that's in my opinion, best case scenario. If at any point this season, he doesn't have minutes restriction, that's best case scenario. So I think that they almost hedge on that happening. Like, let's say, on the premium podcast, you mentioned the Warriors went 15 and five yesterday. I think yeah. that's kind of the benchmark for next season is that if Clay is 80%, he's willing to play all the minutes in that last 20 games of the season, the last quarter of the season, the Warriors are in good shape to, to hit 48 and, 48 and a half, 49 wins. Yeah, I hear you. Like you get to the all-star break above 500, maybe not like 10 games above 500. Maybe you're like, 27 and 23 and then you're going on a little bit of a run because now clay's hopefully closer to 30 minutes a game and you know now we're in march so we're talking about like three four months after his return the rust is off they can go on like they can have one of those things where it's like you know they win eight out of ten and then they win six out of seven right after that and stuff like that where you like just rack up the wins like they did at the end of last year. Yep. So I think Clay's the first one. The second one, you mentioned this. I want to bring it back. So they ended last year 15 and five. Um, some of that, in my opinion, was fool's gold. Some of that was like, okay, you played OKC multiple times. That's going to help a little bit, right? But some of it, I think there was some sustainability to it. In, over those last 20 games, they were second in three-point attempts. The only team that got up more threes in them was the Utah Jazz. They got more up more threes than Denver, than Portland, the teams that really shoot the ball. As we know, in basketball, there's a correlation between three-point shooting and winning in the regular season. There just is. You, you, you get up more shots, you make more shots, you win. The reason, in my opinion, they got up more shots at the end of the year, everyone they played was basically a shooter or a ball mover. You know, like... Juan Toscano Anderson is not a better offensive player than Ubre talent wise, but he's I a smarter, close. he's a smarter player. You know yep. what Juan Toscano Anderson does if he gets the ball past to him? He looks for Steph Curry relocating. You know what Ubre does when he gets the ball past to him? Puts his head down and just does whatever he wants. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like part of the reason Steph averaged 40 over those last 20 games was because everyone on the court was either a legitimate shooting threat like Damian Lee. Uh, like Wiggins, even at the end of the year, like even Mulder, who you don't like, the dude can at least shoot the ball. Or there were guys like Juan, Looney, Draymond, who what they lack in shooting, you at least know they're going to keep the ball moving. And if the ball is moving, it's going to tend to find Steph or Clay's hands. And ultimately, if Steph and Clay take 50 shots combined, that's a little high, to be honest. If they take 40 shots combined, that's good for the Warriors. If they get up 25 threes between the two of them combined, you like your chances of winning that sort of game. Um, it's a little bit like the Utah Jazz where you're like, you know, I have question about their ability to create shots in, in tight playoff games or to like do various things defensively. But I know because of just the volume of threes they get up with good shooters, it just translates to wins, man. It just does, right? And, and the second thing that I didn't really mention here is like, it's not just removing Ubre. It's like guys like Otto Porter, that dude might be the best shooter on the roster behind the splash, splash bros. You know what I'm saying? Like that dude can legitimately shoot the ball. Bielitsa, he can legitimately shoot the ball. Andre Godala might be a better ball mover than Draymond 
and Juan Toscano Anderson. Like, you know, if Andre's on the floor and he gets the ball passed to him, he knows exactly where Steph or Clay is. He's going to immediately kick it to them again and get an extra shot. And like all those things, I think that does, you know, I still have my playoff questions, but that at least can translate to regular season. Uh, just unequivocally. It does. I mean, there's no other way to, to, to put it. It's, you can't argue that it doesn't. I mean, they've corrected, they've understood the mistakes. And that's really the, some of the things that I felt like the Warriors front office and coaching staff did well this offseason is they know what they did wrong. They know what they, they know they coached Wiseman wrong. So they got new coaches. They, they know that they couldn't shoot and relied on a team with athleticism instead of IQ. So they got rid of those guys. And now those guys aren't on the team. Kelly Oubre, and we did a great podcast with the Kamensky brothers. Uh, uh, last night about Ken, ba- Ken Bazemore. Look, he was cool last season. He was he was solid for the vet men, but he wasn't smart. Now he's off the team. Um, and so now they got a bunch of high IQ guys and different questions, right? Like the questions are, can Bielitsa play defense well enough? Can Otto Porter stay healthy? Is Andre Godala wash? Like that type of stuff. Do but, they have enough shot creation when they trap staff? You know, like all yeah. that sort of And those are all legitimate questions. But like, yeah, I feel like at least the baseline of this roster it should it, it, it they had those sense. questions last year too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They had they had the same questions. That, that's the part, like where it's like they had the same questions last year and then they were missing all the other stuff. I in my opinion, last year I always felt like the defense was fluky. I just quote unquote top five defense was never real to me. This season, maybe they dropped to like you know 10th, 11th, 12th, but their offense is going to be significantly better. Yeah, that if if they if their offense and their defense are both like 10th, they're probably a better team than last year's top five defense, but 22nd offense. Like, yeah. Just realistically, oh, they're going to be in a better spot if that happens. And you yep. bring up the coaching staff changes, that might lead to some more W's too. Like the, the most obvious example to me is Jordan Poole. Oh, uh, I thought took, uh, I'm going to go took, somewhere else. Yeah, it took ahead. Jordan Poole two-thirds of the year to get onto the court. Yep. Even though all the metrics showed that Steph plus Jordan Poole was like plus 17 points per 100 possessions. Generally, like, look, that lineup has defensive issues the same way like a Dame and a CJ does and stuff like that. But, like, again, getting through the regular season, having another shot creator next to Steph, having someone who, if you trap Steph, you give Jordan Poole a four on three, I mean, that's a bucket. He's going to make a – he's going to create a good shot. All that stuff helps. And so I'm looking at guys like Kenny Atkinson thinking – maybe that'll help Steve be less stubborn because I feel like as terrible as last year was um, for the first half of the season, like they left a lot of games on the table there. Uh, You know, you're going to give some, you're going to give some games away, but like if someone like Kenny Atkinson just helps them turn two to three extra games into wins because he's in Steve's ear and he's, you know, telling Steve to do something different than let's just say the coaching staff last year, who was kind of more prone to just, you know, kind of say the same thing to Steve that Steve was thinking. All that stuff kind of benefits the Warriors. These are all like little things to make them better. It's like, yeah, I I feel like they still, honestly, they probably need at least one other player for me to feel confident about them contending for a title. But what we're just talking about is like, yeah, just get yourself in good position to make the playoffs first. This is not a, uh, we're not talking about a best case scenario here. Like this is a, this is a decent level. Like this is a, 60 percent percentile scenario like this is very possible the scenario that that clay returns relative like he's okay but the roster fitting well makes sense and then the coaching staff helping makes sense and then one final piece is the developmental staff i think is important for someone like wiseman because they still in my opinion don't have enough bigs they still only have looney they're required to now play dream on green a lot at the five which is fine and it worked 
but you still need one more big and yeah, they're they relying it. on Wiseman. They need Wiseman to at least by midseason be able to yep. give them 15 good minutes a game. Yep. Like ideally it's 25, but like they look, he missed the offseason with the injury rehab, bad luck, nothing you can do about it. I'm going to give him a bit of a pass in the early part of the season just because like yeah. it, is, it is what it is, but like he does need to be giving them like 15 to 20 good minutes. He needs to at least be able to do what JaVale used to do for them by midseason. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, and that's the, them bringing in Jamo, Malalela, Mielovic, and, and, and you mentioned Atkinson. I mean, those are the three big names. And those are the guys that are going to, the required to make him better defensively and offensively know where he's supposed to be and not make those same mistakes he did last season. Learn sounds easy, but screen. it's hard. It's, it sounds easy, but you know, that's, it's what, it's what he's going to be learning to do. Kids 20, it's what he's going to be learning to do. So I think he gets somewhere around there by, by December, January, like you said. It's just, um, and, and of all, all things, of all those things happen, 49 wins, 50 wins. All right. Last year, they won 39 games out of 72. That is the equivalent of winning 44 and a half games. Yeah. Yeah. With Steph, they won 37 out of 63 games. That is the equivalent of like a 48 win team. So what we're really talking about here is, you know, Clay's return some better fits in the margin and some better coaching can add five wins to this roster. I, I think that's very fair. Very that, fair. Very but fair. that's assuming you have the same injury luck with Steph. That assumes Steph plays 70 games. You know, maybe he misses 10 games. Well, uh, I was going to say Steph missed games last season. They lost every one of them. Like that's, that's like, yeah, I was going to say the opposite of that where it's like, man, like they can't have him miss a game, but you're right. Like he can't be expected to play 82 games. No, right? he, like, he, uh, he needs right? to be a, he needs probably 70 70 to 73 though something like that. I mean that. yeah it's fair yeah you, yeah. you know he's gonna miss a couple games here or there with random stuff you hope Jordan Poole's ascension maybe they can steal a couple games when he sits um, but that's still kind of the biggest issue. We're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic 
Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's get to uh let's, let's do let's, the count let's do the counter argument here. So <laughs> we're what, like, what, uh, what's like gonna happen? Yeah, I mean, what's gonna happen if they don't? What would need to happen for them not to get to 48 and a half wins? Okay. So the first thing that pops up in my head is the questions remain. What does Steve Kerr want to do with this team? How does he want to coach this team versus how does Joe Lacob want to coach? The, how does Joe Lacob feel about this team? Um, versus what Kirk Lakeup feels about it. Maybe Kenny, you mentioned Kenny Atkinson. That kind of tells me that maybe he has a big say in the coaching. Like, there's a lot of people here, which is why you hear about the Warriors every offseason that they are in 18 different trades, and they're also looking at 25 different players for the picks that they want. If, like, one example is, if Steve Kerr were to make the selection for the pick, Kaminga wouldn't be on this team. Like, that, that's one thing. Right. So I think about well, it from the Steve Kerr would have took Davion Mitchell. We know that. And, yeah. and, and that's what a coach would do. He's like, this guy can play for me right now. Hey, sneaky, sneaky. Think it might be, it might've been, maybe Stevie was right. Um, <laughs> but, 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 but what we're trying to say here is, or what I'm trying to say here is what happens if Wiseman or Kaminga aren't basketball players that should be playing. And Joey, Joey Lightyears says, like last year. Hey, right, right. Like what if that happens? Because I mean, news, newsflash guys, Kaminga and Wiseman, not going to help this team win a lot of basketball games this season. I get, I like them too. I love those guys too. They're going to be awesome in four years, but uh, <laughs> they're not going to help this team contend and win 50 games. That's for sure. So, so what happens, right? If we, they're supposed to play those games. We talked about this a little on premium. And so I'll give, I'll give it a little bit of a way, but it's like, I'm really curious what kind of leash those two guys have, because if their goal is to win over 48 and a half, so like 50 games, those guys have to have a tight leash. Wise, you can't just let Wiseman and Kuminga play through it and expect to win games against even mid-tier teams in the West, against Portland, against uh, Dallas, against Memphis. Like those, those young guys, they might, you might need to pull them. They might have games where they play four minutes because you throw them out there. Yeah. It's such a train wreck. And you're like, all right, tonight's, Tonight's not the night you're developing. You know, tonight's the night we're down 10 points at halftime. Uh, we got to play, uh, we got to play Draymond more. We got to play Looney more. We got to like, we got to play the veterans, so to say, right? Um, will that happen? Because last year, they obviously weren't chasing wins, as we know. And, you know, was, they kind of felt sorry for themselves with the clay injury, right? And they're just like, whatever, we'll just let Wiseman play through it. And like, in my opinion, they did Wiseman a disservice by yeah. doing a lot of that stuff. But I could easily see a scenario where like management is um, on the coaching staff being like, you have to play Wiseman and Kuminga at least 15 minutes, you know? And if that's the case, I mean, I don't know how you can win for 50 games playing two guys that young and that raw just like guaranteed minutes. If they, if by mid season, they like break out, like that's great. You know, that's great. But like, you kind of have to proceed with them being like your ninth and 10th man and have them earn it as opposed to just give it to them. Like it's a developmental team. 
Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. And I restate this every time. The only players that can make an impact on a contending team are generational rookies. Kevin Durant would have been awesome on this team. Hey, Warriors draft Kevin Durant. I'm all in. LeBron James. Oh, hey, he would have been playing a lot of minutes on this team. Even if he wanted to win games. Zion. Even, <laughs> Zion. I mean, even, and I wouldn't even put Zion in that tier. Well, he's like, on the same category as us, but he was very good as a rookie. Pretty damn good. <laughs> He'd be playing basketball on this team right now. I guarantee you that. Even Steph Curry, who was pretty awesome his rookie season, he'd struggle. He would struggle on this team right now. Well, Steph and Steph. Now I'm on a Marvel binge lately. But like that, like now, now but like that's, it's just hard to be a rookie. And for, for, I mean, Wiseman's pretty much a rookie. And Kaminga's obviously a rookie. And 50 so wins, 50 wins is a lot. Is it's all a lot. Say. Yeah. It's a lot. So I'll, 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 let's move on to the next one. Cause there's another one that, that you feel is important. And I agree with you that, you know, the Warriors may need some more help here. Yeah. I was, I just want to bring this point up. So, Obviously, the last two years, they didn't play 82 games. If you go back to 18-19, before the pandemic, how many teams do you think won over 50 games in the NBA? Four? Eight. So you're talking about being in the top 20 to 25% of the league. I'm looking at these teams. None None of them had rookies in the top five or six of their rotation. How about 55 wins, if you have that in front of you? Only three teams. Okay. okay. Uh, the That I'm closer at 55. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That makes was, 55 is a big difference. Pretty big difference. Okay. Yeah. And it, it was the Warriors, the, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Toronto Raptors who yeah, won the title yeah, that year. Yeah, so yeah. just to put that in perspective, like it's not that easy to get up there and it's really hard to win games at that clip with young guys playing heavy minutes. You can have a young guy as your ninth man off the bench who some games plays 20 minutes and some games plays five, but like you can't have them in your quote unquote, like main rotation, you know, okay. It's, it's buckle down time, you know? So that's, that's where the question is like, how many minutes are they really going to give these? Like that's where the whole develop while winning thing is like, you know, it's not as easy as you think. All right, I was going to say, the secondary issue I see with this team is no shot creation. Um, Jordan Poole is a shot creator. Steph is a shot creator. Outside of that, who can create their own shot on this roster? Don't say Wiggins. Um, I mean, it's, it's Wiggins. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really, 37% I know. 37% from the mid-range. Hell I, yeah. know. I know. I know. But that's about it, right? That's, that's really it. I, I... It's the same issue they had last year. It was an issue I really hoped they were going to resolve in the offseason, but that didn't happen. They went a different direction. They went with shooting. Yeah, um, which I preferred them to get, but yes. So they listened I to me versus you. I would have rather. Well, I mean, I just don't know. <laughs> Consultant Lou. I just don't know that they pass on any shot creators. You know, the only. It's there was, hard to get shot creators. There was it's Patty really There was Patty Mills. Um, but he's not really even, you know what I mean? It's yeah, hard. I mean, he it's just hard. would have he just would have done the same thing Steph did when Steph <laughs> went to the bench, run around off screens. It could um, be good. Yeah. It would have been good, but like he took he shows Brooklyn. Uh, Dennis Schroeder was yeah. never going to pick them over Boston because he wouldn't get to start here. He Which, by the to. way, can you right? I, there are a lot of people that say like you know the Warriors should like. I'm sure if Dennis Schroeder said to the Warriors, "Hey, I'd play for the taxpayer mid level," that the Warriors would I'm not saying that they do it, but. It wasn't realistic that Shooter was going to go to the Warriors. Picked, That's a good point a, you picked up. He picked a team where he had the best chance to start yeah. so he can, quote, unquote, recoup money he lost this yeah. offseason. Um, yeah. 
it, it's very clear that dude wants a big contract. So I, I didn't see a pathway to him like agreeing to play 15 minutes a game off the bench for the Warriors. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like it'd be it'd have been nice because he he solves it. Um, who knows? They may pick up uh someone else. Like we got GP2 on a non-guarantee right now. He's more of a defensive guard than anything. Right. Um that's a big issue for the Warriors for me. Like I, I, I know they're they're gonna run their system and with Clay returning and with the emergence of Jordan Poole, I actually think Jordan Poole is gonna have a big year for them. Woo. Um I think there's a realistic chance he's the second leading scorer on the team. Uh, but I think he's going to have a big year for them. Uh, he came on big last year. He's the only other guy who you can count on to create their own shot at like a reasonable efficiency. And uh, outside of that, they just don't have too much like Wiggins. It's so much better when Wiggins is playing off ball, catch and shoot cutting than. um when you're running a pick and roll out of him, like I know he can hit that shot, but he really doesn't hit it at a, the frequency you want. And he never has in his career. So I don't know why people think that, you know, he's going to raise this is the year. This is, this is, it's like, just be happy with the fact that he's a plus defensive player at point of attack and his three point percentage jumped up 4% this year. Like, do you think he's going to shoot 38% from three again? I, you know, 36, I'd be happy with. Right. You're right. I mean, he'll get those relatively open shots. I, I'm with you. Now, I do think the Warriors, we kind of answered the question ourselves is that I don't know if they passed on any great shot creators i think they thought to themselves we kind of messed up last year with picking guys that are athletic why don't we kind of paper that over with guys who are smart and guys who can shoot right so you're well we talked about andre who's smart enough where he he can get good shots even though he can't really by himself get good yeah, he's shots not, he's, he not, he's, not, good he's shots. not breaking it down off the dribble and he no, yeah he's, but he cutter, can't pass passer yeah. auto Right, you get you leave him open, smart cutter, or he's just gonna nail the nail the three bot forty percent clip. Bielitsa, who's another very very good passer, right? Like Kerr's gonna love him. So I think they just thought, let's get these guys. They're, they're all in shoot. on the system. It's gonna be a oh, lot I think of so. ball movement. It's a lot I of ball so. movement this year. Yeah. Stephen Clay are also all in on the system. Draymond Green, like I, I think these guys, they're they're not gonna be like. There's no Kelly Oubre on this team that's gonna say this. This system is not gonna work for me. Kelly's right. System didn't work for him. But you look at the guys that they picked up, system works for them. Curse system works for all of these guys. It makes sense. Moses but, Moody. I mean, he might yeah, be the rookie go. who gets into the rotation because he's got a – he just knows who he is. It's like the, the difference between him and Kuminga is not talent, you know. Like he – Kuminga is objectively much more talented. But Moody knows exactly who he is as a player. Kuminga is still kind of experimenting and figuring out who he is. Yeah. I mean, so, like, I think Portland's a good kind of case for the Warriors because – because you got two guys who can create their own shot. You got Damon and CJ who are elite, but they don't have a defender. The Warriors, they've got one guy, one and a half, who can create their own shot. Maybe we'll maybe we'll put pull in the one point by midseason, but he's not. And then you've got Draymond. Yeah, he's, he's not CJ kind of yet. As much as as much as I love Jordan <laughs> Poole and I'm all in on him. Uh, let's see him do it for a full year before we're ready to put it up against like yeah. CJ is a monster. I mean CJ's he's 20, 20 to 25 a game for like five years now. So yeah. Yeah. he's awesome. On like yeah. real efficiency, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Jordan Poole has a lot to get to to get there. But I mean, that you see that level of success there, right? Like that's possible if, if Jordan Poole becomes that guy. So, but yeah, you're right. They don't have that as of now. And, and obviously the biggest issue. Um, so, so one of the issues is like, we don't know if politics are going to play a role in the rotations. Cause there's, there's two rotations. There's the rotation for Joe Lacob and the rotation for <laughs> Steph Curry, you know? 
the Steph Curry rotations about who's about winning games. The, uh, the Joe Lacob rotations about seeing what the young guys have. <laughs> and I, I don't know if they can balance that too. The, the real issue, which I think everyone knows is health. What did we say is a best case for clay 45 to 50 games, Yeah, 50 games, yeah. 50 games. I'll be, if he hits 50 games, I'll be thrilled 25 minutes a game for 50 games. I would be thrilled. Yeah. I'm just going to put that into uh, perspective for you. That is 12, 1250 minutes. That's approximately half as many minutes as Clay Thompson plays in a normal season. Like, how do you know years. this? That is have incredible. It in, have it in front of me, man. No, 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 no. Don't tell the people that. That is, <laughs> that is, inc- that is incredible that that is just off the top of your head. Wow. Just. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, his last year before injury, he played 2,700 minutes and pretty much sitting in that 25 to 27 range. So like, we're yeah. hoping you get 50% of the normal minutes for Clay Thompson. That's a best case. If he gets to 1,200 minutes, but he's healthy going into the playoffs. I'm thrilled that I would consider that W and, you know, like fingers crossed full clays back the following year. And, but maybe even in the playoffs, but like, yes, the point is they're going to have to get away with like half of a clay this year. And, and on top of that, Otto Porter hadn't been healthy for years. Andre Godala is, I mean, the guy's 30. I mean, he's LeBron's age. I mean, he's, Old, just, he's older old. than LeBron, older than a year I mean, older geez. than LeBron, right? Like, and, and LeBron's even falling apart now. James Wiseman couldn't stay healthy last year. Draymond Green nicks and bruises all season long. He's always missing games here and there. And, and Steph Curry, you know, he's been pretty durable, but like he's getting up there in age too. So yeah, I mean, these health issues are realistic for a team like this. This is what happens when players get older. Um, like those, like those um, and, Chicago and this, Bulls, right? Like it's just what happens. And that's kind of where the shot creator thing annoys me because it's like, I think this team can probably tread water better without Steph this year, but that doesn't mean they can do it for that long. You know what I'm saying? Like they can get away with like, Oh, Steph is missing three games in a row here, a random game there a week here. And like, it adds up to like nine to 10 games he's missed all year. They'll probably be able to do that. But if Steph misses 20 some games, well, that's every team. Yeah, I, I think, mean, I think like Phoenix and Utah can get away with like Devin Booker missing 20 games, Donovan Mitchell missing 20 games. Yeah, like it's, it's not yeah, like that's fair. That's it's fair. not like they're going to dominate. They can at least go 500 for that span. I think if the Warriors are dealing with like Steph missing a month, like remember when he um, strained his hip in 2018-19, uh, it wasn't even anything serious. He missed one month. Maybe they extended it because they knew they had the depth. Right, right, right. You know? Right. They were, the Warriors were able to go like six and five without him. They were fine. They were, you know, yeah, they were, I feel like if this, if Steph misses 10 games in a row, this team's going to, it's going to be very hard for them to do better than three and seven, you know? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, three and seven. Yeah. It'd be nice. Um, But it's like, that's why they're in that tier with Dallas, right? They're tied with Dallas because Dallas, like you're, I mean, Luka Doncic is yeah. out for a month. They're they're not they're they're toast. They're toast. <laughs> I mean, let, let's talk about a Luka less team versus a Steph less team. Like yeah, who's winning that game? That's a good game. It's a good matchup. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's I mean, so so that's where I'm like, I can't decide what I think this team's gonna do this year. You know, because yeah. it's like, uh, if you tell me if you could guarantee me 72 games of Steph, I think I might bang the over Ooh. because I think they have enough shooting. Now, do I think they'll do anything in the playoffs? That's a different story. But I think they can get hot. 
And I think they, I legitimately think this team will finish top five in the NBA in three point shooting. Um, they finished sixth, I think last year. So they like, for as much as we lamented their lack of shooting, they can get shots up. They can particularly get Steph and clay shots, which alone is probably good enough to like make you a top tier shooting team. Yeah. I mean, um, Hey, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say last year, they were fifth in three point attempts, ninth in percentage, third and overall made. That was all season with Ubre, with Bazemore, with a lot of those guys. We know now that if they play with better shooting and better ball movers, that stuff will go up. So I, I do see there being a pathway if they stay healthy to, to exceeding. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I'm people know my, how I feel about the Western Conference. So they know that I'm going to bang the over here. Um, I, I thought the Warriors were going to finish also in that fourth, fifth area last season, right? And then I watched them play the first 10 games of the season. I quickly made a revision. But um, this this team feels a little bit different this year. Um, so I, I, I'd probably go over too. And I think at some point, Sam, this is not analysis. This is just because I, I, I want to feel it. At some point, these guys got to get some some injury luck. I mean, it's just, it's been season after season after season of these guys just getting clay out Steph's wrist Draymond just on on just injured KD hurt like just an injury after injury at some point I think karma not karma but like the pendulum got to swing got to swing back the other way so maybe the Warriors they get one good healthy season out this year maybe this year maybe next year's the year maybe both years of the year but uh, you got come on basketball gods got to help these guys out a little bit <laughs> I watched I watched 60 games with Kai Bowman they owe me <laughs> yeah, they owe me they owe, us. they owe us Jordan Poole becoming Kyrie Irving. That's what they fucking owe us. <laughs> Big time. Most improved player, Jordan Poole. Book it. Literally. All right. Well, we're, uh, we're, uh, we're getting closer to the season here. We've got some good announcements coming up. You guys uh, rate five stars. Hit the review button. Do all the good stuff for us. And uh, we'll be back. Sam, we'll be back at some point, as always. 